Okay, that was ready? I'm going to say, people are in the room? The what? People are in the room? Yes. 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 Yeah. Did you talk to the wall? No, no, no. Oh, the screen is blocked. Oh, because it can't, oh, it's going to the ceiling. Oh, okay. Okay. Ready to go? Yeah. Okay. The subject today that we're discussing is the, how a person safeguards his health from a halachical point of view. We're not talking about uh, regular sicknesses and diseases that, of course, everybody has to watch himself. But we know that Chazal have discovered things that are considered dangerous for us for various reasons that Chazal understood. Even though medical science did not, not in those days, and not, uh, nowadays doesn't really understand the, the danger of it, but nevertheless, Chazal in their wisdom uncovered, discovered for us things that we have to be careful from that are can be somewhat dangerous to our continued health, to our lives, to other damages to us. And therefore, they once they discovered it, once they knew so to be a problem, so they already made an isser out of it. So it's not just an advisory, it's actually a din, uh, a, a din that one has to follow. It's best, of course, in the Fasig, the Torah says, in a few places, the person has to be very careful, have to be super careful for a person's life. And we know that in Yiddishkeit, it's tremendous value to uh, to life, life something which is so sacred by us that every minute of life is so important. And Chazal, when they discovered things that they thought would be detrimental to our life, so they decided to warn us about it, and they and, and they made it into an iser. There are actually Poiskin, Trimagodim, Chassam Seifer, who say that once Chazal discovered these things that are considered dangerous for us, it actually becomes an iser deraisa. Because since the Pasuk says, and Chazal pinpointed which are could be the problems that are detrimental to our nefesh, to our guf. So therefore, once Chazal pointed it out, it could, probably, it could perhaps be an even an the Raisa if somebody transgresses these things. The Raisa, most places can don't go that way, and they consider these things that we're talking about as like an Issa the Rabbana. The most famous one of these, which we're not going to discuss today, <coughs> is the Chazal's advisory about mixing fish and meat together. So we know everybody is careful not to eat fish and meat. It's considered somewhat dangerous. It's it's saras. It can cause a person saras, which is not even necessarily life-threatening, but it's certainly something which we don't want to incur. Chazal discovered that that could be an issue, and therefore they warned us against it. But the warning is not just an advisory, it's an isser. Somebody today who eats who cooks or eats meat and fish together is over an isser the rabbanim, because it's recorded in the Shulchan Aruch, that, that this is considered dangerous for us. And we consider that, that danger which Chazal uncovered, we consider that to be real. And as a matter of fact, with the rule of Hamira, Sakantum Yisur is invoked, that uh, for certain things, let's say, it would be a regular Yisur the Rabbanon, we would say something the Rabbanon would cool. But um, in Sakanta, the Shukharar passes very clearly that we don't say suffix the Rabbanu Lukul. We say suffix Isser, suffix Sakanta Lukhumra. So even, though, even if it is a Rabbanu, but it's a higher level Rabbanu, which uh, if you have a suffix the Rabbanu, you have to go to be Machir. So Chazal was sometimes worried about remote things, but nevertheless they invoked the, the Isser, and now to us today becomes something which is Isser the Rabbanu. So uh, there's, a few, there's a few things that have gone into this category. Today we'll discuss maybe one or two, and I can have much time. So the first one we want to discuss is the concept of mashkim megulim. We know there's something called, Chazam made a 
very strong iser. If you look in the Chazal or look in the Mishnayis and the Sugis of the Gemara, there's a lot of conversation about uncovered drinks, drinks in which were left uncovered, unsupervised. Chazal were very wary about that this is considered dangerous for a person to drink from. And the reason is because Chazal knew, understood that there are snakes, there are different kinds of, not necessarily snakes, but similar to snakes, offer, as the Rambam calls it, things that you know, run around and, uh, and then squirm and swirl around. And they take a drink. They like to partake of our drinks as well. And they take a sip. And they, at, at the time that they take a sip, they put in some poison, some toxicity. Is in, is ingested. They ingest and they let go some toxicity from their mouth at the time that they drink. And therefore, that eris, that poison, is now lying in the drink. We don't see it necessarily. We don't know exactly what it is, but it's there. There is toxicity in, in snakes, we know. So therefore, it's, it's poison. So therefore, it's there. And because it's there, Chazal said that's it. Anytime that drinks were left uncovered, where where, where we have a, even a remote chance that the snake may have put something in there, that becomes now mashkin begulim, and uh, we have to be careful not to be allowed to. It's not just an advisory. It's like an isser. Now it's an isser for us. Because it's a potential sakana, we have to be machmir. And again, even though it's a suffolk, but chamir is sakantum and Chazal made it into a din that a person is also to that. So in Chazal's days, this was a big deal. There was mishnayis about it, and trumus, to septus, there's a whole Sugis Hagamara about it in Abelizara and in the Bavli and the Ushami, a lot of discussion about this. This was something considered very chomer, very stringent in the eyes of Chazam. The big question is, of course, does that apply nowadays when we no longer see or know of snakes that actually take drinks from human drinks that are left unsupervised? And uh, we don't know about the toxicity, the, the, which snakes the Chazam would talk about necessarily. So the Metzius doesn't doesn't uh, back up Chazal's uh, concern. We don't see that to be a problem. You know, people drink from uncovered drinks all the time. We don't see them dying. We don't see them becoming sick. So therefore, the Metzius seems to be that it doesn't apply. And this Metzius is not just now in the 20th century, in the 21st century, but it's really about a good seven, eight, nine hundred years that the Rushainim already remark. But we don't see the problem. We took a look around at our countries in Europe, where the Balatayzis was, the Taisis, the Rosh, and the Tor, and most Rishonim that actually looked into this uh, problem uh, said, we don't see this issue anymore. And therefore, in their opinion, it's no longer an, an issue. Mashkin Megulim, Bizman Hazer, is not a halachic concern. And it's not a, a health concern, and therefore not a halachic concern, because the Metzius is that this has changed, and once Chazal uh, told us that what the problem is, and that problem is no longer here, so we no longer need to be concerned about it. And the halacha lemaisa follows that opinion. The basic halacha, the Shulchan Aruch, brings down those Rishayim, the Sinekuf design, in the Ereveh, and he passes that we don't, are no longer concerned with Mashkin Megul and Bezman Hazer, because we don't see the problem, and even the Chazal were concerned about it, but it's not an issue that we have to be worried about. It's interesting that the Rambam, who lived you know, more or less in the same time as the other Rishayim, didn't go that way at all. And that's usually, not the Rambam is usually not so concerned about these out-of-the-world issues. The Rambam was a rationalist. But nevertheless, when it came to this particular Isser of Mashkin Megulim, the Rambam took it extremely seriously. He doesn't say that there's an update in the generations and we no longer have to be concerned about it. The Rambam remains concerned about it and he asks it and, and it's something which remains in the Rambam. But nevertheless, Shachnor brings on the Rambam Shita, but he says 
the vast majority of the Rishonim don't agree with him, and he passes like them that the halacha is that we don't have to longer be considered mashkin gula. So if somebody asks a question, I have mashkin gula, may I drink it? The answer is the Rav has to say, yes, it is permitted to do. It is also true that there are some Achrayim who came after the Shulchan Aruch who said that who, who, who objected to this Psak of the Shulchan Aruch. And uh, there's a number of reasons for their objection. One is they said, well, you don't know. Sometimes there are snakes and there's reasonable snakes. We don't know. There are some localities where snakes maybe are uh, paramount, are, are present, and it's possible that we uh, just don't see them and we don't know about them. But the main concern of the Achreinim that disagreed with the Shulchan Aruch was that when Chazal made Xero, see, even though they told us the reason behind it, but we know that there are different levels to Chazal's advisories. They weren't always divulging to us all of their reasons behind their concern. They told us sometimes yes, sometimes not, but they didn't give us a, um, a, a definitive thing that there's no snakes, so then it's exempt. It's not clear in, in, in the language of Chazal. They told us the reason. But we know that there's so many different layers and levels to Chazal's advisories, and therefore it's very possible that there's hidden timing that we don't know about that are still there. And that's the opinion of the Shlach HaKadosh, the Gra in the Maiserav, and is reported by other Talmudim of the Gra, was extremely concerned with Mashkim and Gulim. They said it applies Bizman Hazer, just like it applies in the days of Chazal. Nothing has changed. Just because we don't see it doesn't mean anything. Chazal's words remain true forever, and therefore we have to do it. It's like you call a Dover Shabbat Once Chazal made Xayr, they got together and they said that something is Asr, we don't have the power to undo Chazal's Xayrus. Today it becomes a halacha. In other words, it could be that the sakana is not really there. But nevertheless, the halacha remains. The halacha says not to do it. So we can't get rid of halachas. We can't change halachas. Halacha is something which remains forever. Zaysa Torah Loyti and Mechlefis means that when Chazal made something, it carries through for all the generations. And therefore, the opinion of this particular group of Paiskim, Mashkim Magulam, still holds true today. And whatever the halachas that applied in the days of Chazal would apply as today as well. But again, this is a minority view. We would call that a chumrah. Basic Halacha does not follow this view. Basic Halacha holds that this does not go into the criteria of Tavosh Minyan because Chazal gave us the reason specifically. Tavosh Minyan is when Chazal tells us something without giving us the reason. So therefore, we have to accept it uh, forever. But if Chazal specifically said that the concern over here is about snakes, we don't have to go start assuming maybe there's other reasons as well. And therefore, it doesn't have a deal of a Tavosh Minyan. In other words, it is a Dabshimim, but Chazal gave us a, an opening that when snakes are not an issue, when this toxic issue is not an issue, we no longer have to worry about it. That is the major, that is the basic halacha, and, uh, and that's how we passed him with Sad Hadin. Nevertheless, when you speak to people, and you always ask around people, especially ladies and even men, a lot of times they say, oh, Ashkel Magulam? Ashkel is also the, the standard conversation of people is that Ashkel Magulam is something that exists nowadays, and people will say all the time, oh, I'm careful of Ashkel Magulam. People call up the rub and say, look, I'm careful Mashkin Gulam, I'm very macro about it. What's the law in this case? What's the law in that case? People assume automatically that Mashkin Gulam is something that they need to be concerned about. And so that's not, nice. it could be that they accepted upon themselves this chumrah of these shittas, there's a prechadosh, there's a shlah, there's a grod, there are people that are concerned about it. And that's okay. But if you told the person that basic halacha does not require it, and just because you've been doing it doesn't mean that you're obligated to continue to do it, because if you thought that the halacha requires it, it's not true. The halacha does not require it. It's nevertheless something that's become accepted by many people. Perhaps the reason why it became accepted by many people is, it is the Ketzer. The Ketzer Shulchan Aruch actually does quote it. He writes, Yeshua Zohar, the Mashkin Now, why the Ketzer did that, 
is not clear because the Kitsi usually follows the Shokhanar. And the Shokhanar says that we no longer have to keep, keep Mashkin Gulen. But for whatever reason, which I'm not sure what it is, the Kitsi Shokhanar does say that Mashkin Gulen applies. And Minhagim and Klausel were very often established by the Kitzer. The Kitzer, written about 150 years ago, a wildly popular safer printed dozens of times, even in the lifetime of the author, and it spread to such a large part of Klausel, with such easy reading, everybody was able to read it on their own, and therefore it established the meaning. A lot of times when you try to figure out the Minhagim and you don't know the source, if you look in the Kitzer, you'll find the source. And that established Minhagim and Klausel in the last 200 years. So, for whatever reason, the kids wrote the Mashkin Gulen is an issue, so therefore it became established by people that they keep Mashkin Gulen, and therefore that's so. But the Mishnabura actually drops that Kitzel Shulchan Aruch, and in Hichas Natilis Yadayim, he says clearly that Mashkin Gulen is mutter, Bizman Hazer, like the Shulchan Aruch says, and he writes that even those that are Machner, in other words, he gives credence to those that are stringent and do accept Mashkin Gulen upon them. But nevertheless, he says, the Mashkin Gulen doesn't apply even to Machner, it only applies to drinking the water, which is Megula. But using it to wash yourself is not, because in the Gemara, the Gemara is so Machner of a Mashkin Gulen that you're not even allowed to wash your face, you're not allowed to give it to your animal to drink. The Gemara considered the Mamish like something that you can't touch, you can't use, you can't do anything, you can't even wash your hands with it, you can't even pour it out on the street case somebody might pick it up. The Gemara was so concerned about it. Mishmur says that even those that are machmer in Mashkin Gulen, Bismar Hazer, are making when it comes to Metila Sedaim, and you don't have to worry about, uh, you know, your mega master that you're sitting by your bed, you don't have to go ahead and cover it, even if you're machmer in Mashkin Gulen, Bismar Hazer. But he clearly says that the basic Allah can follow is the sheet is that Mashkin Gulen is mutter, welcome for Chumrah, but Mashkin Gulen is mutter. There are places to go that are more stringent, the Chazanish, Stipler, they were very mocked in Mashkin Megulim even nowadays, to the degree that even Megavasim, even uncovered water, cannot be used to bathe, to wash, to, 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 to do anything with it. Mashkin Megulim is considered something which remains also. So there are a group of places that hold all the way to the, stringently so. That, uh, that there, are, there is a room for Khumra uh, when it comes to drinking Mashkin Megulim, but nevertheless, the basic law holds the Mashal is not something which applies Bizman Hazem, Me'ikar Hadin, and that remains the halacha. The truth is like this. Even those people, many people, assume that they're Makbir Mashkin Gulen. It's an automatic assumption. You know, this is how they were brought up, this is what their parents did, this is something that is part of their Yiddishkeit, and therefore they say, yeah, yes, of course, are you Makbir Mashkin Gulen? Yeah, of course, I'm Makbir Mashkin Gulen. The truth is that they're not. Very few people actually follow the halacha of Mashkin Gulen the way it's recorded in in the halacha, because even though the Shukharach drops almost all of the halachas that have to do with Mashkin Megulim, because they're no longer applicable according to the Shukharach, but if you're Machmer about it, then you have to look in the earlier sources, like the Rambam and like the Torah, who bring down all of the demons that apply to Mashkin Megulim. And if you take a look in the Gemara, the Rambam and the Torah, and all the Rishayim that discuss Mashkin Megulim, they, the, the, the question that they deal with is, how long is Mashkin Megulim considered Megulim? In other words, uncovered drinks. So if you have it uncovered, so how, and uncovered also means unsupervised. If a person is there, that's fine. Because then we say that the snake is scared of people, that Hashem cursed the snake, that we are able to destroy snakes, and God is gracious, and therefore he's very nervous of people. So as long as there's a person who's awake, even a baby, but as long as he's awake, the snake does not come near the drink, and therefore the drink is not considered in the ghoul. Everybody agrees. But we'll be in a situation where the drink is not supervised. There is no up 
person in that room. And the drink is left open, and it's Megula, it's uncovered. How long is Megula considered Megula, concerning this halacha, that will be a problem that one is not supposed to drink it? So the, the Yavar, the Ramam, all the person say that it's a very extremely short time. The language that the, the Gemara uses is short enough for the Rachash, for this little snake, which you sometimes don't even see because it's so small, to go from the ear, the oizen hakri, which will mean the handle of the, of the, of the vessel that, is, that the, the water is in, the, the handle, go from the handle, go into the actual kli where the water is, the drinks are, and take a little sip and go back out into hide underneath the handle where you're looking, where you, where you, can't, where you may not even see it. That could be a matter of seconds. It could be 10 seconds, it could be 20 seconds. It's a certainly a minute amount of time that is considered Megula, according to the Allah, and there's no disagreement about that. Everybody agrees that that's the sheer of Megula when it comes to Mashkin Megula. So as far as I know, most people in nowadays, you know, they have the pour themselves maybe a cup of water or a cup of wine, but they don't necessarily sit and guard it for every 10 or 20 seconds. Sometimes you're called outside to go take care of the, you know, help your wife with the kids. Sometimes you have to go answer the phone. Sometimes you just go do something. So you're just leaving that masha megula for the, for the, clearly more than the amount of time that it takes for a little snake to go from the handle of the kli into the kli itself, which is a very short time, as we said. So the answer is, so, so, so how do you do that? How do you know how to do that? If you're not with a masha megula, you should always make sure that your drinks are never uncovered. The stipler, who was very knocked in never left the room without covering anything that he drank. He made sure. If he walked out of the room, he made sure to cover it because he took this halacha like it says in the Shukhanach. Most people that I know do not do that. And therefore, the, what, is, what are you relying on? So the answer is, you're really relying on the halacha that Mashkin Megulim is Muslim. It's Muslim. And you, and, and, uh, and, uh, but, but every Mashkin Megulim you thought, you never thought that this is Mashkin Megulim. You know, it's in your mindset, the way you were brought up. Mashkin Megulim was never taught in the way that even seconds that it's uncovered is considered a problem. So therefore, it's not an issue. Now, there is a little bit of a debate in the Paiskin whether Yotze Venichnas is effective to take care of the issue of Mashkin Megulim. There is a Yerushalmi that seems to indicate that Yotze Venichnas, if a person walks in and out of the room, it is also good enough because the snake is knows that the person is coming in and is going out, and therefore the snake will be scared to come in because the, he may be caught in his act. And because of that, yet the witness might be affected. Most places do hold that according to the Bavli, who gives this shear of going from the handle of the Kli into the Kli, is such a short time period that yet the will not be an effective thing. Yet the witness is nearly 10 minutes or 15 minutes. This is a question of 10 or 15 seconds. So therefore, yet the witness will not be an effective way of dealing with this problem. So therefore, most places can hold that yet the will not be. The only kind of yet the that they possibly could be is if you will literally go in and go out like really every minute or so. So then a person could say, okay, the Rakhish is too nervous to do anything, you might be caught in the act. But in a regular Yetzir Benichnas, if you go out for five, ten minutes, that's clearly not Yetzir Benichnas considering this halacha. And therefore, all the person will agree that it will not help. So what actually are you relying on to say that this is uh, considered Mashkin Megulim that are mutter? The answer is no. You're really relying on the basic halacha that Mashkin Megulim is Asr. And this part of the thing, this halacha, just not going to the minute. The minute was not that we worry about every few seconds because literally we don't see the problem. So we are relying on the sheetness that literally there's no problem. In addition to this, we should just know 
that is very clear in the Gemara, the Rambam, the Torah, and all the places that are taught mashkin Megulim, that this is not true just of drinks, mashkin. It's also true of fruit or vegetables that were caught, cut up and produce a liquid. Now, not, if it's a dry fruit, like maybe an apple or that, maybe not. But like wet fruits, like a, like a watermelon, okay? Or like the place can say like cucumber. That that secretes liquid and 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 is left open. It's mafurish in the halacha that that also goes into the xero of mashke megul. This is called the nolosha of the liquor. We worry that the snake came and bit off a little bit of the fruit. Since there's liquid in the fruit, so there's toxicity emanating from the snake entered into the stream of liquid and penetrated the rest of the watermelon, the rest of the cucumber, the rest of the vegetable that has in it liquid, and therefore Master Guru applies there as well. It's unfortunate without anybody arguing. But we don't see, even those people that claim that they do Master you don't see anybody being careful on Eros Megulin. As a matter of fact, Tom Kanevsky was asked about that. According to the Chazanesh, who takes Mashka Megulin very, very strongly, what about Paris Megulin? He says, Lera Inu, Lera Metzinu. We don't see, he didn't see that people are mocked about that. Unclear why. He says, Sarachian, because in the Gemara, there's no distinction between Mashka Megulin and Paris Megulin. It's in Furish and Mishnah in the Gemara without any debate. But nevertheless, Rabchaim said that he didn't see the Chazanesh being mocked about it. And Sarach Ian, he doesn't know the reason. So the fact is that people are not about it. But my opinion is that people, I don't know about the Chazanish, but people are not about it because basic halakha is that Mashkin Gulen is okay. So whatever was accepted by people was accepted by people, but they're not doing the halacha. The halacha is that Mashkin Gulen is okay. It's a chumrah. So the chumrah that they accepted, they accepted certain things, yes, certain things not, because maybe of lack of knowledge and maybe it wasn't clear. But nevertheless, it's interesting if you ask a person, what Mashkin Megulin is, a regular person will usually tell you that if it's left open overnight, that is what people in their standard language call Mashkin Megulin. There's no source for that. That, that, that. That's a mistake. And the mistake could be based on two, perhaps two mistakes. There are one mistake, which is done wrong. They mix up this halacha with another well-known halacha of Chazan's dangers that they're not supposed to leave onions and... Uh, uh, eggs and garlic peel, unpeeled overnight. Over there, it says the French in the Gemara that it's overnight is the issue. So people mix up these two halachas. They think that peeled uh, eggs and garlic and onions is related to the halacha of Mashkin Megulin that has nothing to do with it. Mashkin Megulin has to do with the nachosh and unpeeled garlic and uh, has to do with ruach ra. It's one of the Chazal's things that they saw an evil spirit that they warned us against. It has nothing to do with it. And over there, it's not overnight. Over here, it has nothing to do with overnight. But people sometimes confuse things, and therefore they borrow the terminology of overnight to go to explain what the issue is of Ashton Magul. Well, that's wrong. Then if it's a mistake. The other possibility is... There is, besides the Chazal's Gzera against Mashkin Megulim, which, as we said, is codified in the Mishnah and in all the Paisim, there's another other thing. It's called Savas Rebeliezer Agadol. There's a safer called Rebeliezer the Tana, wrote a certain Tzavah, and it's printed in various sources. And over there it says, in the Tzavah of Rebeliezer Agadol, that a person should not leave Mashkin Megulim overnight. Because of Shadim. Nothing to do with the Nachash. It's a completely different area of Halakha. And he's worried about Shadim. If you leave it open overnight, Shadim will come. So it's very possible that in the mindset of people, they took the Halakha Mashkin they took the Tzavah Rebbeleazar Agadol, and they mixed the two, and they said, don't do Mashkin overnight, because that's the issue is. So it's possible that that's what it is. 
But halachically speaking, it doesn't make a difference. Because the halacha mashmi gurun is even to just for a few moments. And therefore, we are makbid mitzar haddin to, to do that. So why aren't we makbid lamaisa today? <coughs> Most of the time, people are not makbid about it. The answer is because we do follow the ikra halacha, that mashmi gurun is not an issue. And we are makbid just what we're makbid, what people think that we should be makbid. Therefore, I think also it also applies even though the place can say that shishim, iser, is bottle and shishim. But nevertheless, the place can hold the mashim megulim are not bottle the shishim. In the days of Chazal, the mashim megulim were all the rage. Even though somehow the mashim megulim became mixed up with other foods and became bottle the shishim, the Allah is a thought, because that, that's Allah in Isurim. This is Allah in Sakanta. We don't find necessarily that Sakanta should be bottled with shishim if it's a real Sakanta. And therefore, shishim would have But that could be, probably, that applied in the days of Chazal, where they considered to be a real Sakanta. So if it's a real Sakanta, Sakanta is not bottle with shishim. But today, the reason why we do it is those that are makbed, the grow and the others, are makbed as Dabashi Buminim. Dabashi Buminim doesn't tell you that the Sakana is still there. It just tells you that the Halacha is still there. Once Chazal made a din, Chazal said that the din remains forever. If it's a din, then it goes like at any other din. What's the Halacha by din when something which is awesome in Hadin is bottled and it falls into other foods? Shishan helps. If Shishan helps with Chazer, it certainly should help for Mashkim Megul. But if Mashkim is a Sakana, then you could argue that Shishim shouldn't help. But if Mashkim is a Din, something which is just a Din doesn't apply, then the Allah of Shishim should apply, and therefore one can rely on it. Now, when it comes to this Din of Mashkim let's just finish the subject, we'll make some questions at the end. So there's a little bit of an unclarity. Which Mashkim are included into Chazal's Xerah of Mashkim One thing is for sure that uh, it applies to water, it applies to wine, it applies to milk, and it applies to dvash, applies to honey, and uh, yeah, that's a shan of and that's what we asking. And it applies to uh, whether that's seer, which is like fish juice, that it applies. Those kind of drinks, Chazal had the idea that this is what a snake likes and fits in with his palate, and this is what he would ingest, and therefore we worried about the, the poison coming into his uh, going, going into the thing, and therefore you'll drink it, and therefore it's a dangerous word. So those things. It clearly applies according to, uh, according to all opinions. But there's a simon called Demechash. We are concerned. So Demechash is, is Dvash, is Mayim, is Yayim, is Chalav, and there is Shum. Shum, which is garlic, which is uh, crushed. Crushed garlic produces a liquid. That liquid is also part of Chazal's Gzair. Demechash are the five... Um, drinks, mashkin, that are considered under Chazal's Zera of mashkin begulim. But what about today we have all kinds of drinks which are water-based, but nevertheless, their taste, they don't taste like water, such as tea, right, or coffee, or uh, or chicken soup, or a lot of things which, which we have added to sugar and spices and done all kinds of... Uh, uh, enhancement to it, and because of that, so this is not 100% clear whether or not that goes into mashim Megulun. One could argue that this is not water, and if it's not water, then Chazal made only exerted water. Chazal, snakes like water. Once the snake um, uh, identifies it as not a water thing, doesn't take the sip, and therefore it's not involved anymore. As a matter of fact, Chazal tell us that the snake is so, um, he has such a sense of what he likes and what he doesn't like, 
that he could he, he would only do what he likes, like all of us. So, so the Gemara says that Yain Mavushal, once Yain is considered Yain Mavushal, doesn't go to the Xer. Only Yain Sha'in Mavushal goes into the Xer of Mugul. Yain Mavushal, not. Now, probably they weren't talking about the Mavushal that we do nowadays, which is questionable if it's really Mavushal, but once Yain is actually uh, um, uh, cooked in an open vat and it becomes dispirited, it loses its uh, fact, its, the, 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 what wine is, and therefore that's Yang Mavush. But nevertheless, he, the, even though it's Yang, by mistake, Yang Mavush is not considered anymore Yang. He has a very specific taste and smell, and he's able to discern exactly what it is, what it is that likes. As a matter of fact, somebody once asked me, um, the doctor says in Parshish Beratius that the, 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 the Nachush was cursed, that whatever he eats tastes like offer. But offer toichal kol yemei chayecha. So everything that it tastes like sand. So how can he tell the difference between this kind of a drink and that kind of a drink if everything tastes like sand anyway? So how could Chazal say that this nachash will take this as opposed to that? And, and it's not, not a bad question, but the answer is twofold. One is that the nachash, because he doesn't have a taste, he has a super sense of smell. He could use the aroma, he could use his uh, able to smell exactly what, what's good for him and what's not good for him. So even though maybe in the taste version of it, he completely all tastes like offer, but nevertheless in the smell, it smells differently and he's able to do that. Just like anybody who's handicapped in one sense, he has super sensitivity in another sense, and therefore he's able to do that. So that's one answer. And the other answer is, interestingly, the Gura in Adar Salayo and Chumash on the Pasuk of Offer, He's, he, he stresses that the Torah says toichal. Only in macholim, only in foods, says the grow, is all taste like offer. But mashkin, we don't find that. We don't find that by mashkin, that all his mashkin tastes like offer. And therefore, since mashkin megulim is basically a mashkin type of an issue, so therefore that will apply. So we have two possible solutions to that problem. But whether we have a solution that doesn't matter, Chazan tells us that there's only specific things that the nachash goes for, and something which he doesn't go for, he doesn't go, he, he, he's not included into the xayr. So therefore, there is a little bit of a shiloh what about like coffee and tea? Do you have to be careful to make sure that it's not Megula as well? Truth is that if you look in the Rambam, Rambam doesn't discuss this, but if you look in the Rambam and he discusses Megula in Hichas Ritzayat and Perik he talks about Nekvashim Veshlokas, which means that you're taking certain vegetables and you're soaking them in water. To, it's like a kibush, kibush. So that, that, that so the, the Rambam talks about is that water which the kvashim and shlokas were soaked in, is there an isim bikul in that? And the Rambam says, no, that's not, he says, because anachash eina shaysamehem, it takes the, or alters the changes, nishtanet taimoy. And once it's nishtanet taimoy, it's not, it's clearly water-based, that's putting it into water. But once the kvashim and shlokas were soaked in there, so it's like soup, just like water, you put in the chicken and then you cook it up. So, that, so that, that, that's something that altered his ch- in, in the taste. Something which altered, altered the taste, the Rambam clearly says, Mashkin doesn't apply. So according to that, it should come out that that should be also true of tea and coffee. That even it's really drinking water, and when it comes to drinking before davening, once I had to, to drink coffee, everybody drinks coffee before davening. You're not allowed to drink anything before davening, but you're not to drink water. So for some reason, we consider coffee like water, and we allow drinking coffee, unflavored coffee, because that's considered water. So here also, we can argue that this, or we can say that, so, 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 so but like I this halacha, we would have to say that this is not considered water because it's completely, because it has to do with taste. And since coffee, we don't know snakes to be coffee drinkers, so therefore we don't say that necessarily the drinking for it, the different, that Lachem Mashem doesn't apply. This is what it would seem. Lamaisa, 
Chazanish, who again is super machmer in all the halachas of Mashkin Megulin, was misopic about this. See, the Rabchaim asked him, is tea, does Mashkin Megulin apply to tea? And Chazanish says, we don't know what Mushtana Taimer is. We don't have a clear criteria. What does it mean that it alter its taste? One could argue that it's just like sweetened water. Who says that sweetened water is not considered water? And therefore, that would apply to Coca-Cola, will apply to all these things. They're all water-based. So, according to Chaznish, was Musupik. And, of course, for himself, he was Machmer. The statue was Machmer on his coffee. Or Chaim says he should be Machmer. But the basic halacha does not follow that, because the Rambam says, make Kvashim Mishlokos is Mutter. So, therefore, you know that Chaznish had a Suffolk, but uh, it's not necessarily so that uh, other drinks, which Nishtan uh, Taiman should be included into that, and um, and uh, that would apply to that. I should, just to speak of one thing: coffee and tea or soup, which is hot. Everybody agrees, Mashkin doesn't apply. The Rambam says that as long as steam is emit, is emitted, the nachash doesn't go. He's scared of steam; he doesn't get it. So as long as it's hot, but we're talking about that it cooled off. Right now, it's no longer steaming. So whether or not we say it's considered mayim, or whether that we can say it's considered something else, is not so clear. Another thing which also, but you can be making an ikra din that it's only considered yain and not other things. The truth is that I don't have hundreds of clarity but fruit juice, like juices. So if you if add sugar into that and these things, that's for sure not. That's considered old. But fresh, natural fruit juice is, is you know, the Gemara in Bracha says that we make a shahakal on it because it's zeyeb alma, just sweat. So that's like, it's like the water which comes out of the fruit. So is that considered like mayim, or is that considered like fujus? Mitzad echad, or is that considered something else? Mitzad echad, you could say, we see chazal away acid yayim. Yayim is also a fruit juice, so they acid yayim, but they don't say orange juice is also, and apple juice is also, they don't talk about that, and therefore we don't find a clear indication. On the other hand, for the fact that fruit is also al-smashkin gulen, like we said before, so we see that al-nachash does go for these things. But my sir, Abchayim was asked about it, and he says that he feels that fruit juice is not included in Tadalach of Mashkin Begulin. He doesn't say what the Chazanish held, but he says he holds that it's not. He says petal is. Petal is like, you know, you add that little sweet uh, flavored drink, uh, I don't know what they call it in America right now. And that, he says, yeah, because that, that takes the water and alters the taste. But fruit, natural fruit juice, he says, is, uh, okay, so he's, he's making, he's making, he's, he's making on the fruit juice, and Petri says, Sarachim, Chazanish Shashayim. But a fruit juice, he's making. So you can make him that, you have enough fruit to make it. The last halacha that we want to talk about Mashkin Gulen is that even though, as we said, um, we're not Makhbed Mashkin Gulen, it's Sahadin, and all these things that we just said is all for those that consider themselves to be Makhbed Mashkin Gulen in whatever capacity that they're Makhbed themselves in, as we discussed. But there is a halacha that the Shabbat himself agrees that when it comes to Kiddush wine or other wines that are used for mitzvahs, um, then we are makbid on mashke megulin to make sure not to use such drinks from megulin. Now, this is a, a, a whole long subject on its own. The pashtus is that the reason why the Shulchan Aruch wrote that and passes like that in Nichols Kiddush and Sim Rejain Beis is not because he was worried about snakes and drinking from it. Because as the Shulchan himself says in the Yerdeh, that's not an issue. So the Kiddush is a separate halacha, or wine which is used for mitzvahs, is, is a separate halacha because there's a din called that convey and all of Pachasecha. The Gemara talks about when a carbon is brought, you got to make sure that a carbon doesn't have blemishes, even if it's not a mum, 
which passes the carbon, but something which is not perfect. You don't serve the Rabbi Shalom with something which is imperfect, something which you would not serve to a dignitary. Would you serve that to a Pachas? A Pachas is like a, a minister. Would you serve that to a minister? You wouldn't. You'd be embarrassed. So if you wouldn't serve that to a dignitary, then you shouldn't serve that either to the Rabbi Shalom. It's considered uh, not proper thing. And the Shukhanar says that that, that if the din of a Kerenam when it comes to Kerbonus, is the rice? It's not from a chum. It's a din the rice that you're not allowed to serve something which is pochus like that in order to, to that you wouldn't serve the dignitary to serve it to the rabbi shalom. And therefore, something which is megula is considered a kavanah not seemingly because of the snakes, but because so if you leave wine open, so you know there's two things that can happen. First of all, it's after a while it's going to create like a little like a film, like a little foam, right? And it's going to have that little white. That's disgusting to serve that to somebody who is a chashim. You wouldn't serve that. Then we, Balabasnet, will be embarrassed to serve that. And therefore, since it creates the little film, that foam, it's not something that you can make kiddush on. Secondly, the chpeis can say that when you leave one uncovered, is uh, even if it doesn't create that foam, but things can go in there. So you ever see these fruit flies that are always flying around? Fruit flies can end up in the in the in the yain, and that is too a violation of akrivei nolo pachasecha. So it happened to the Saramashtu, right? He served uh, the power yain and ended up being that uh, that's not how you serve a king. And it cost him his life, it cost him his career. So therefore, we see from that that, that, that that's the issue, which would explain why if the wine is supervised, it's good. Because if an issue is just because it creates like a little foam, so then the fact that you're supervising it, that's not going to take it away. But if it's to protect it from any kind of debris that may fall in or any kind of fruit flies that fly around, so if a person is there, so he's watching it, so therefore it's not good. So this is something which is not hundred percent clear, but the Bible says to say that you have to be machmer about this. Mitzvah had did it. This is not just a chum. This is Mitzvah had did and you should not leave un- wine unsupervised and uncovered for any amount of time. Now. It's not the same amount of time that we discussed before, which has to do with the snake going from the handle to the clay, because that's a case of nachash. We're not worried about nachash, but we're worried about this So how long does uncovered wine go into a It's undetermined. Shalos Chumas Diver Malkiel talks about it, and he says, well, maybe even after 20 minutes, it starts like altering. It starts losing a little bit of its flavor, and if it's smell, it's not the same thing. I don't think it applies to our day of wines, because our their wines are full of sulfites, and they and they, they completely, um, you know, they, they make sure that nothing happens to it. It can be on the shelf for two years, and nothing can happen to it. But nevertheless, he says, as soon as short as twenty minutes, that's already an issue. He says, certainly, if it's open for six hours, and clearly, it's a violation of the and therefore, one should not use it for kiddush, for benching, for zimun, for brismila, for all these kind of things that should not be used. As I say, tonight, a lot of times you leave your wine uncovered for a good couple hours, but supervised, usually we're there. So wouldn't go. But if it loses its quality, if it becomes not fresh, if it becomes something that you would not serve to dignitary, that's what the Allah would apply. That even if you supervise Makhar, it should apply that, uh, that you should not use it. Sometimes you have the question of Leo, where people don't, Leo doesn't necessarily drink the whole thing. So people leave it for the next day for Kiddush, so you have to make sure that's covered. Because overnight, you have all kinds of problems. You have Gilui, and you have the Tzavon of Lezagadol, and you have the fact that it loses its, its freshness if it's out overnight. So therefore, that would be an issue like that. But in general, it's time we have to mark it. Even if Mosef says it's a deraiser, Ksav Sefer says it's ma'akir. If you make Kiddush and you violate it, you want your Tzikiddush, it's a chumrah, but that's what he holds. 
And therefore, we are mocked about that much more than we are mocked about regular mashkin megulim. And uh, even mashkin megulim, as we said before, it's only a chumrah, and that's the basic halacha. Okay. Any questions? Uh, yeah. Well, first of all, I just wanted to say I heard a story about Reb Chaim. Go ahead. What? Go ahead. Can you hear now? Yes. First of all, I heard Reb Chaim one time, his wife, his wife had like milk, I think, on the stove. And then she went to answer the door. And she asked Reb Chaim, what should I do? And she, went, she said, it's a waste to pour it out. So we're mockbit, and she poured it out, and there was a little snake in there. Again, there was milk that was left where? On the stove. I saw the story. I can't hear, I can't hear. It's, it's milk on the stove. Milk out of? It was on the stove. On the stove? Milk? I, I, yeah, I, mean, I saw it in one of the kids' books here. Cooking, you were cooking milk? I think it was, I think it was milk, yeah, she had a, yeah. Okay, she was, it, it, it was steam coming out? Then I'm not sure. Open, I have to be mind. Everybody goes. Right. Everybody brings Yeah, there was a little snake inside. A little what? Steam? A little snake was found inside. A little snake was found inside. Yeah. In where? In milk that was cooking on the fr- on, well, on the, I, on, the I, on the gas. Yeah, but it could be a cool down already. I, I'll, I'll I'll be my eye in it. I'll, I'll yeah. yeah. Yeah, I think you better get the story right. But the price can do say. That we're not spacious for these things. I mean, if you see actually a snake in there, of course right. you have to throw it out. That's not um, the other thing is that the only thing is a chashash or chazal or remote chashash. If you actually see it, there's no question that it's us. Um, those who are machme, what's considered a good kisui? Talk this way, move to the left. What, yeah. Can you hear me now? I think so, yeah. Those who are machme, what is considered. No, no, you, gotta, you, gotta, you gotta move, you gotta move to the. To, yeah. How about here? Okay. Can you hear me now? Yeah, I think so. Those who are machmir, what is considered a good kisui? A napkin, is that good to put over your cup? Yeah, it's good. Any cover is good. Yeah, as long as yeah, we don't, we don't, we're not chayshin that the, that the snake uncovered and put back the cover. They're not, they're not that sophisticated. Rocky, does it need to be fully covered? Does it need to be fully covered? So Any cover is good. No, does it need to be fully covered? Someone's asking. I don't hear. Your mics are not working. I can't someone's hear. asking, does it need to be fully covered? Like Hundred percent. Yeah, it has to be fully covered. Even if a small little hole is left uncovered, it's a problem. A, 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 a baby nipple, the price we say is too small. In other words, the nipple on the baby bottle, that's right. okay. But anything bigger than that is a problem because it can be a very small snake. And those who are machmir on, on rinsing, washing with the water, is that because of the issue of the shadim? No. That's because they hold that mashkin applies in all its aspects, no matter how you use the water. But what, what what could the sakana be pour, pouring it out on, on your body? What? what? what, what oh, could, because it could go on your face, it could go into your hands, it could go into an open hole. It could, it, could do, it could do damage in many ways. Besides ingesting it, it could do damage like that too. Okay, one more question. Um, when you're sitting at someone's house and they open bottles of wine and just leave it out for the guests on the table, is that the same as the Rav was discussing a few minutes ago? Or that was Dafka, like when you have a cup of wine sitting open for an hour or two? Again, if you're like sitting the, in the table and like the, the wine is uncovered, like the bottles of wine, the bottles you're sitting there, you're supervising it. Yeah, but I'm. Yeah. Yeah, we're not. We're not. We're not. We're not, we're not concerned with Icarid. We're not worried about that because once we're there, it's not really considered magula. However, if you just left it and it became unfresh and unappetizing, then it goes to Dakebe and Allah which that might be many hours of it being uncovered. It's our, if many hours, then we say. Perhaps that it loses some of these days. I don't know, but all today's wines, how they protect them, it could be that it depends on the different kinds of wines. Some wines are better fresh, and they're not. So that depends on the individual wine. Right. 
this might be a stupid question, but to, is there any Indian of Sakana falling off when someone gets a snake bite today, they can go to the hospital and get the anti-venom? We, we know, we, 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 but it could be yes, it could be not. The Xerid Chazal is, it may happen to you when you're not in the hospital, right? It might happen to you when you're in the country. That's where the snakes are. Right. Not always do people make it on time to, to, to get the antidote. That was so. Because I'm in Xera and they covered all kinds of situations. Okay. No, that would not be a Anyone else? Anyone else? Okay. Okay, Shkach. Wait, what, what about the, uh, what about peeled eggs? That's another whole subject. Maybe oh. for a different time. Okay. Okay, it's enough for today because I got to go to Cairo. Okay, bottom line, should I tell my wife to be concerned about it or not? <laughs> yes. Okay. Okay. Thank you. Have a good day, everybody. You too. Thank, Thank you. Thank you. Bye bye. Bye. Okay. You can turn it off. Well, that's just out of the water. Well, I didn't want to.